I'm going to humiliate you one more time. My pleasure. I better start talking about my family first, I guess. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Classical rock, a true paradox. This is technology. This is technology. This is technology. Let's start what we have come into the room to do. <laughs> right on. Here goes. One, two, three. All right, welcome to It's Hot in Here, the show that heats up your week day after week after day. I'm your host, Gina Ghetto. And I'm your host, Aviva Glazer. And I'm your host, Rachel Chatterton. So many hosts <laughs> in such a fun show. We also have uh, three special guests here today. We have three students from the Student Sustainability Initiative. We have Mary, Darshan, and Zakia here with us. So welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. We're super excited to have you join us. We've got three and three here. Yes, absolutely. You're almost outnumbering us, but not quite. Um, but we're going to talk to them in a little while. First, let's hear some of the environmental news from this week. All right. Well, in local news, Ann Arbor Mayor Heefja uh, has a new favorite tree. His new favorite tree is a massive oak tree in Worcester Park. And if you go on annarbor.com, you can actually see a picture of him hugging the tree. Although I will say the caption says that he is trying to find the circumference of the tree, but we here at Hot in Here know that he's just a tree hugger at heart. Um, Mayor Heepstra did the tree hugging uh, expedition uh, as he was leading a trip of more than 30 bike riders for, uh, with the Ann Arbor Tree Conservancy on the first ever tree tour bike ride. So... Go Mayor Heepja. Yeah. Pretty I bet active dude there. Absolutely. I bet there were some really beautiful uh, fall colors. Which leads us to the word of the day, which is fall. Hey. <laughs> can, I, can I just say one thing about, I, w I think it's interesting that the mayor picked just one specific tree. Uh, of all of the trees in Ann Arbor. This is the one. <laughs> this is this the is tree the one town. We to say. Yeah. Well, here's what he says about the tree. It was just such an impressive tree. It's one of the trees that I remember from my youth. Well, we all Fantastic have those special tree. trees in our lives. So, go all Mayor. Right. Well, um, some other exciting environmental news about Ann Arbor. Uh, Ann Arbor's materials recovery facility, the Recycling Center, was honored with a, as a top recyclable material processing center by FCR Recycling, the company's solid waste mm -hmm. contractor. This is very exciting. Um, Ann Arbor has... Uh, the, the top six materials that are being recycled in Ann Arbor were published, and the number one is newspapers and magazines. We recycle here in Ann Arbor 13,672 tons of newspapers and magazines per year, and those are sent to graphic packaging in Kalamazoo to make more newspapers and also boxboard, notebooks, ceiling tiles, and insulation. We recycle nine, over 9,000 tons of corrugated cardboard which goes to um, Filer City, Michigan, to be made into more corrugated cardboard. This is really good turning things back into the same <laughs> things that they were. But interesting, mixed glass is used for roadbed material at local landfills oh. instead of rocks. Hey. They just use glass. So that's a great mm -hmm. use. And um, uh, tailgaters everywhere will be proud to know that we have been awarded some sort of award i don't it doesn't say here for <laughs> our quality recycled aluminum which goes straight to an anheuser-busch plant in st louis missouri to make more beer cans so good work <laughs> ann arbor for your tap no recycling beer cups, though no no beer mm -hmm. cups just the cans so drink out of the cans i guess yeah. Yeah. i don't know message of the day message of the day i i suggest the kagan uh mason jar but that's just me yeah yeah you know you avoid the recycling altogether that way, uh, reuse. Reuse right. is always good. Brew your own. Brew your own. <laughs> <laughs> Brew your own. And here, here's a good segue yeah. that just came to me. Brew your own. Um, the home brewing was ensured um, permanent legal status by President Jimmy Carter. Um, he made sure that home brewing would never be illegal. I'm not exactly sure how he did that, but he did that. And Jimmy Carter won the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> in 2002. Yeah. 
not for the <laughs> home brewing nice work. Segue. <laughs> You'll see where I'm going here. And um, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize this year. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Yay. Yay, Obama. Um, <laughs> but they also just announced the Nobel Prize winners for economics, which Yay. is possibly even more exciting than Obama winning the Nobel Prize, if, if, if possible. Um, Eleanor Ostrom and Oliver E. Williamson, two, um, two Americans, will be sharing the Nobel Prize for work that they did separately, um, having to do with um, economic governance, organization, cooperation, relationships, and non-market institutions, which I think is a really progressive move for the Nobel Committee to be awarding this kind of work. And I just want to give a little bit of commentary on this. I kind of feel like the Nobel Committee is going rogue a little bit here and <laughs> trying to send messages to America. So this is the message I hear from the Nobel Committee. They gave Obama what could only be described as possibly a preemptive Nobel Prize. Um, and then they gave the Nobel Prize to some people who deal with global, with, with commons issues um, right on the eve of this time when we have to pass some pretty major worldwide um, climate legislation, which is, of course, the biggest global commons of them all. So I kind of, you know, I, I see a message here. Yeah, and Lynn Ostrom was the first woman to ever win the Nobel Prize yeah, in Economics. ever, since it was created in 1968. That's so holler at the ovaries, exciting. ladies. <laughs> 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 you, can, you too can be Nobel Prize winning economists. <laughs> Absolutely. We can do whatever we like. So we just right. had three really positive stories in a row, which I think might be a record for hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm about to break that record with uh, a not as positive story. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, over the last decade, the drinking water at thousands of schools across the country has actually been found to contain unsafe levels of lead, pesticides, and dozens of other toxins. You're such a downer. I'm Debbie Downer. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> but I talked about tree hugging. Even well, if you've ever tasted that water at elementary schools, I don't need a sophisticated <laughs> lead device to tell me there's something wrong there. Yeah, well, they found that water in about 100 school districts um, and 2,250 schools breached federal safety standards. Um, and this is the contamination was especially high in California's farm belt. Um, wells at some schools have been severely tainted with pesticides. Um, and in some schools, students are so afraid of the water that they've been stuffing their backpacks with bottled water because they're afraid of getting sick. So this is really um, kind of a sad story. But um, hopefully that this new investigation will cause the FDA to, and the EPA to, cause, uh, to have stringent, more stringent standards and to clean up the water in schools. Is, it, is there any idea that it's perhaps the pipes in the schools themselves from old infrastructure or if it's actually the sources of water? Uh, I think it's probably a combination. Um, in agricultural areas, a lot of it's going to be from fields and groundwater. Um, if it's wells, then it's certainly going to be groundwater contamination. But I do think that um, older plumbing could also have something to do with it. All right. Well, uh, let's take it to a song. And when we come back, we will talk to the students from the Student Sustainability Initiative. This is Wade in the Water by Ava Cassidy.
All right, and we're back. This is It's Hot in Here on uh, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And we're here with students from the Student Sustainability Initiative. Um, last week there was an announcement from University of Michigan President Mary Sue Coleman that she will be leading a multifaceted initiative to elevate the university's commitment to sustainability in teaching, research, and operations. Under the plan, U of M is going to be uh, expanding its efforts to reduce the carbon footprint of the institution, setting specific targets for reducing the environmental impact, creating and expanding academic courses and research opportunities, and connecting academic and operational activities to make the campus a living laboratory for sustainability. They like that word. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sustainability. Living laboratory? L- living laboratory. They like that phrase. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, also, under the announcement, uh, Coleman has announced that Don Scavia has been appointed to the newly created position of special counsel to the president for sustainability. Don Scavia, rock star. Let's yeah. just say yeah. He testified in front of Congress, right? I know, yeah. rock star. And he's the director of the Graham Institute, and he taught core classes for SNRE. <laughs> so, rock star for It's Hot in Here. <laughs> and lastly... Um, Mary Sue Coleman has also announced that there's going to be a new Office of Campus Sustainability that's going to serve as the focal point for these sustainable operations. So um, we wanted to kind of get a background on what sustainability at U of M is is all about and um, how you guys have gotten involved in this effort. Um, so uh, I'm Darshan, uh, and there's been a pretty long history of environmental sustainability on campus, and especially um, from the students' uh, side, um, there are tons of groups on campus that, um, you know, try to spread a lot of awareness um, about sustainability-related issues. And um, the university won um, the Energy Star Partner um, of the Year in 2004, um, that which was pretty much its last major accomplishment, I guess, that was recognized. Um, uh, and but in terms of um, the direction for uh, campus sustainability. Um, up until now, up until this um, announcement, I feel that um, there was a little bit of um, guidance and leadership lacking from high up. There were a lot of um, people in occupational safety and environmental health um, and other um, departments of the university that really tried to push sustainable efforts, but um, I think it kind of all congealed over the past um, few months and then um, really uh, took hold with this announcement from Marisa Coleman. So your group, the Student Sustainability Initiative, how long has that been around? Um, So it was formed um, about a year and a half ago uh, through the efforts of a few students, um, including uh, Melissa Forbes and Mark Shahinian, who have, um, well, Melissa is still a student here, Mark Shahinian left. um, But um, basically it came out of the um, recognition that there needs to be a more unified um, student voice on campus. There's 
all the student groups that are doing a lot of great stuff, but it, it turns out that everybody's kind of doing things independently, um, and a lot of efforts are overlap were overlapping. And so um, the need was seen to kind of create a more unified voice that could speak to the administration to create university-level um, environmental sustainability change. Um, and so um, various proposals were passed around um, through Graham, the Graham Environmental Sustainability Institute, um, which decided to um, fund the Student Sustainability Initiative. Um, and basically, um, a, about a year ago, um, uh, we got official funding from the Graham Institute. We hired four great students, um, two of which have now moved on, but uh, Mary and Zakia are still um, from the original group. Um, and uh, they've done a phenomenal job over the past year. And I mean, I honestly feel that what's come out um, from uh, from Mary Sue Coleman in her last speech was of from the efforts of the, these six kids, uh, really. Fantastic. I mean, they, they did a great, great, great job. So what sort of things have you been doing um, just to, you know, to send the message, that unified student message to the administration? Uh, we started out um, talking to the students, trying to get them, oh, this is Mary, by the way, mm. um, getting them together and having them voice their thoughts and their concerns. Um, and then we had students vote on core issues, and so we chose the top two uh, based on what they liked and didn't like. What were those two issues? Uh, one was establishing an Office of Campus Sustainability, so that was our number one. Number two was raising Michigan Green Building Standards. And uh, um, Terry Alexander, who's going to be the new director of the office, um, along with Andrew Berkey, are going to be working with the um, Architecture, Engineering, and Construction Office on creating uh, not necessarily... Um, a lead standard, but something above that, taking certain elements that they like from it, like energy conservation and water conservation, and then elevating certain elements so that they can create a special Michigan Green Building standard. And I think students are going to be working um, pretty close with them on that effort this next year. You want to talk about ASHRAE really quickly? They accepted or they decided to go 30% above. Oh, yeah. Very uh, exciting. Yeah. Um, so ASHRAE is, I, I don't remember what it stands for, something... Uh, American Standard for Heating, air, heating and, yeah. air Conditioning. Really exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, just riveting. Um, but they had a new standard from uh, two, 2007 standards, and those were 30% over the previous standards. I think one was the last one, 2002, uh, something like yeah. that. But it was 30% over that, and then Michigan committed to 30% over the 2007 standards wow, going fantastic. forward. So I think we're one of the few institutions, in the public institutions in the nation that are doing that. That's awesome. So is that um, is that going to retrofit existing buildings, or is this just for new construction, these new standards? I believe, don't quote me on this, it's for projects over $5 million, okay. and so that's most um, large retrofits and new construction. And yeah. yeah, most projects here are huge. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's an incredible so. step in the right direction, yeah. I think, for our sustainability on campus. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you guys have been amazingly successful. Yeah, we're really excited about all the things that have been coming out. Things have been going so well and just happening so fast, but we're really excited. And I think um, uh, the board can speak to this, or Mary and uh, Zakia can speak to this more, but it's really created a dialogue um, among students from various groups. So I don't know if you want to... Oh, fantastic. Uh, I, I would love to hear more about that. <laughs> and we are, we're going to come to that after we take a short break to a song, and we're going to hear from uh, Jesse Worker of Clean Water Action, and then we'll come back and talk to you guys about your collaboration on campus. So uh, let's uh, take it to a song there, Alex. Same old song. 
That was Hullabaloo with Same Old Song. And actually, Rachel Chatterton, our very own host today, is a member of Hullabaloo, yeah. uh, although she's a little bit She's shy. being humble-a-baloo right <laughs> now <laughs> not shouting herself out. <laughs> but we're very proud of Rachel, and we love Hullabaloo here. So everybody should check them out. They're coming to Ann Arbor November 6th, playing at the 4th Avenue Gallery. We're, Fred. like, always in Ann Arbor. They're always in Ann Arbor. Yeah. When is this? This Friday? No, November 6th. Oh. <laughs> at the 4th Avenue Gallery at 8 o'clock. Sweet. So it's free. we'll be there. Rachel will definitely be there playing yeah. the cowbell. <laughs> they do let me play the cowbell. So I think that we have uh, Jesse Worker calling in. Yeah, hi, everyone. Hi, hi Jesse. Hey, Student Sustainability Initiative. Congratulations. Hi. Thank you Thank so you. much. Fantastic news. Um, if you don't mind, I'd just like to talk about um, what I did this weekend real, real quick. Yeah, what did you do this weekend? Um, Student Sustainability Initiative definitely comes, comes up in this. Um, well, so last weekend was Power Shift, the Michigan Power Shift Conference yeah. at the Lansing Center, um, which was a fantastic event. Went all weekend. Um, there was um, representatives from all sorts of different social and uh, environmental groups um, who were who were coming together to uh, to push for for action on climate change and just to get people organized and to network and find out more about um, especially the youth activism movement. So there was some uh, great uh, Friday night keynote speaker was Jerome Ringo, the president of the Apollo Alliance. Really got everyone galvanized and. All weekend, um, we were uh, there's some great workshops, um, clean water action. One sky, we had our uh, mobile email action station set up with little netbook computers that people were um, sending emails um, in between seeing workshops and speakers um, all weekend long. So it was really great. And then on Saturday, um, after some community service events and some workshops put on by Detroiters Working for Environmental Justice and Michigan um, Environmental Council and several others, uh, there was breakout sessions. And I was in the Ann Arbor breakout session, and I got to sit with a pretty large group of about 25 students, um, mostly students from the Ann Arbor area, um, representing, uh, I think, almost every environmental group had a representative there. And um, what the, the, the dialogue was about was, like, how they were starting to work together and to bring their efforts together, to have um, joint meetings, to um, really coordinate their efforts around um, pushing for um, both climate action and sustainability efforts um, on campus and at a larger policy level. And they were all really excited about the Student Sustainability Initiative and how um, they could work together under this umbrella. So um, yeah. I just wanted to say that it was a really uh, productive dialogue. There was actually a doc, uh, documentary filmer filming us while we were talking. Um, so really exciting news there. And it was a, it was a great event all in all. And, uh, and then I... I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to talk about it, but there's another really cool event coming up uh, in less than two weeks, the 350.org Day of Action. Sorry, before we get there, Jesse, I'd just like to ask you, what was your favorite part of the power shift, aside from possibly being famous in a documentary? <laughs> well, that's tough to beat. Um, I think... So there was, um, it was really well put together. Um, there's some great, the Flowbots were um, really incredible. Um, that what was is a musical act. What's a Flowbot? Flowbot. <laughs> yeah, Flowbots. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. They are like the troubadours of the activist and um, the activist movement. Um, that's what they're, that's what they're, to get people around rallied and inspired and encouraged with some great is music. Is that what they call themselves or is that what you're they calling didn't them? They quite call themselves the troubadours, but they okay. did say on stage. <laughs> so troubadours is my word, but they they did say on stage that um, that you know they're to take their music to from you know to their campus that they are literally ha you know have the activists backs you know like they're they're there to promote in their concerts the work that people are doing on the ground day to day um, to make sure that that's coming through in art. There's also I want to say some the other thing that that stands out in my mind. So there's great music, great workshops, great speakers. Um, a group called the uh, Beehive Collective. Have you guys heard of them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have. Teaching, um, social <laughs> environmental issues through art. Yeah, they show around. up at They're rallies. They're going to be in Ann Arbor on um, October 21st. Um, so really a group you want to check out their website. Um, that was extremely cool, too. And so just, you know, 
There was a basketball tournament. It was it was just fun all around. Sounds like a little something for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about this uh, climate change day of action, Jesse. Well, this is a day of action that, um, and I'm sure um, Mary would like to plug in too because um, she's been involved with this, um, being organized um, by several student organizers on campus, and um, Kate Finneran from Greenpeace, and uh, One Sky is also going to be involved. It's uh, Saturday, October 24th. Um, it's going to be on the U of M Diag. There's going to be uh, food, um, groove, the percussion group is going to be there. There'll be face painting, and we want to get 350 people there uh, to take a picture from a flyover plane. So um, this is all about um, pushing for strong climate action on an international global scale, remembering this is an issue of justice and um, working together um, across the global community. So uh, tell all your friends, uh, come out Saturday. I 1 p.m. to the Diag, and let's get a ton of people out there. Hey, friends, you should go to that. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, if you're not going to be in town, there, it's an international day of change. So if you want to go to 350.org, um, you can click anywhere. It's, I mean, there's events in India and China and anywhere across the world you can participate. Yeah, and, and all over Michigan, too. So, so no excuses. Um. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great to talk to you, Jesse. It's always exciting to hear about uh, clean water action and everything going on in Thank the state. Thank you. Um, you can find out more about what we're doing on uh, cleanwateraction.org backslash MI. We have all sorts of volunteer opportunities throughout the week going on. So if folks want to get involved and uh, keep on this momentum on passing the climate bill, be happy to talk with people. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks. And we're going to take it to another tune. Uh, speaking of musicians slash activists, this is Daisy May singing Shine On.
feel it coming up inside of me and I feel it in you too in everything we do the next time you see me we'll both be laughing or just to be alive we are learning to shine shine on shine That was Daisy May with Shine On. She's actually going to be playing uh, later on this fall. She'll be playing at Earth Tones, which is the annual fundraiser with uh, the Michigan League of Conservation Voters. Um, and a lot of great artists are scheduled to play on November 5th at the ARC. Students get um, reduced rate tickets. Uh, you can pick them up at... Um, some great places. Some yeah. great places. <laughs> but if you go to if you go to lcv.org, you can. It's find not just lcv.org. It's LCV. it's Michigan, lcv. Oh, if we you, are unprepared for this. <laughs> if you Google search Michigan LCV, then we are sure that you're going to. I find think we it. could also safely say you could get tickets at the Ark. Yeah, probably. On Main Street. probably. Uh-huh. I can also say I've been the last two or three years, and it's a fantastic show. Yeah, and it's amazing. And for a great you don't want to miss it. It's very warm and fuzzy feeling the whole yeah. time, really. Yeah. Hmm. So we're back with the students from SSI, Student Sustainability Initiative, and we want to know more about what's going on on campus. And my question for you guys is, um, when SSI formed, was it like a pulling together of all of the existing student groups that were already doing environmental work, or is this like a, a new thing? Like how much, how much are you kind of capitalizing the resources that were already there? I don't think we did anything above and beyond that wasn't already there. Um, my analogy that I like to make is there's all these really strong, active students, and they're like, um, we can be really nerdy about like really strong electrons that are just pinging all over the room. And they were pinging all over the campus um, with their efforts. And so all we did was kind of focus those into one strong laser. <laughs> um, I love nerdy metaphors. That was amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, people are doing great things all the time. Um, it's just us trying to pull them together so that instead of holding three events that are exactly the same, holding them at the same time with tripled amount of resources and support. But also, I guess, when term- in terms of um, speaking to administrators and trying to affect university-level change, having a unified voice saying, okay, SSI, or we are representing all of these groups that represent all of these different backgrounds and that do all of these different kinds of work, and we're saying this is what we would like you to do or this is what we want to see from the university. So mm-hmm. that lends a lot of weight to our opinions and our mm-hmm. and our requests. The strength Absolutely. of a coalition. Yep. Absolutely. 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 Smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's next on your plate, guys? What's uh, What are you pushing for now? Uh, we have our final voting. Today's the last voting day. Um, we're going to be voting on new issues, um, and they range from socially responsible investing to sustainable education um, in our courses. And I think um, just, you know, we're going to have two priority initiatives for this coming year, but it doesn't mean that anything else that other people are working on won't be supported as well. Um, we're going to be presenting the results at the roundtable this Wednesday. Yep. So we will see. <laughs> so if listeners want to vote, is it too late to kind of chime in? or No, not at all. Uh, no, uh, you just How have to go, do that? You just go to our website, www.sitemaker.umich.edu slash SSI. I have like kind of a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Sitemaker.umich.edu slash SSI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, well, we encourage uh, any students who are listening to call in or to go on. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> call in also. <laughs> but to go online and to let SSNI know what issues you think are important. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was... This report card that came out from greenreportcard.org <laughs> that graded um, a number of universities and colleges with grades on various um, things having to do with sustainability. 
Um, they have categories such as food and recycling, climate change and energy, green building, student involvement. Um, and this was something that uh, I think got a fair amount of press. And um, this report card gave U of M Ann Arbor a B plus. Um, and they, they gave it some A's in certain categories, such as uh, transportation, investment priorities in food and recycling, a D in shareholder engagement, B in climate change energy. Anyway, we wanted to know what um, you guys think, since you guys actually you know, really know about all these categories and have a really good assessment of wh- how good U of M actually is on these, on these issues. Um, well, um They've been doing a lot of work on the transportation side, so that's um, a fairly believable assessment. Um, uh, they, the university runs um, biodiesel buses, I think 20% biodiesel buses, uh, 20% of the fuel is biodiesel. Um, but um, a lot of them, a lot of the other ones I feel are kind of maybe a little suspect. Um, I guess it's Shareholder a engagement? Uh, share, yeah. Um, What's that about? Well, there's, there's uh, oh yeah. So um, uh, that's... Um, the, an institution can use proxy votes um, to vote on socially responsible uh, businesses and other places that you would invest your money. And currently, we don't use these proxy votes. Um, Let, let's step back, back, um, yeah. step back a bit. Um, the university's endowment is invested into various mm-hmm. companies and organizations. And so the uni- as... Um, as an investor in those companies, a lot of companies hold votes to um, kind of guide the company's direction. Mm-hmm. And um, the vote that the university would hold as a shareholder in that company is, is a proxy vote. Mm-hmm. So. And so I think that's why we got a D. Um, but also, Michigan has been incredible in a kind of buffering itself um, through the economic downturn so they've been very conservative in terms of their endowments so that's kind of what's gotten us through the rough times as well so there's kind of arguments for both sides Hmm. but it's a pretty subjective report card so it's you know uh, you kind of have to take things with a grain of salt and i think um uh what we've done so far is our great first steps and we just need to keep pushing um towards bigger bigger things Another good thing is that people are reading it. I got an email from my friend out at Cornell that was like, hey, you guys did better than us. Congratulations. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so I think that's important. It's just the level of awareness overall, and people actually care what um, the report card has to say. And hopefully, um, you know, it's just another thing that will encourage the administration to continue with their sustainability um, initiative. And mm-hmm. if they're getting... Um, if they're getting national recognition or if they're being called out on certain things, they're not good enough. So hopefully yeah. it'll just propel them to continue. And yeah. a lot of these things are published in things like Princeton Review and stuff. And so they, mm-hmm. um, students or incoming students definitely look at the rankings. Right. of, And this might be another factor that kids might be considering in the future in terms of where they want to go to school. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing that that's made it so, you know, mainstream that it's going to be part of college decisions. Decisions, yeah. I dig it. (laughs) 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 All right. Sweet. I I kind of want to know, like, (laughs) was that a Garth moment? (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of an awkward pause right there. Well, life is filled with strange moments. Yes. Um, I'd like to know, each one of you, what's your favorite way to live green, perhaps, or... Yes, that's what... This is a question that... I have a couple questions. But Gina, Gina often asks our guests. Yes. Them on the Just spot. be Brett, happy I'm not Brett asking Levy you what... likes to use uh, reusable coffee mugs. Yeah, that's the number one. Yeah. So what about you guys? Zakia first. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. You can give two ways you, also. you could also say, what is your favorite fish and why? <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. I'm a recycle maniac. Yeah. So much so that I'm just like standing in the kitchen with different things in my hands, trying to figure it out. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to the landfill. Um, but I, you know, I think reusing first this is, I've learned is the best. So yeah, I like that coffee mug thing. Yeah. I have my tea. I love tea, so I bring my tea mug around all the time. Yeah, I like it. So we, we've got a lot of votes for sustainable, uh, reusable yeah. and hot scrap beverage containers. Paper going into the recycle bins. If you're in Angel Hall, I just go into the recycle bins and get out scrap paper for my problems and stuff. Yeah. That's so smart. Mm-hmm. That is really smart. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. 
She's a smart girl. <laughs> um, I am a stuff monger. I don't like I don't like giving things away, and so my kind of pile has, of stuff has like accumulated over time. Mm -hmm. And so my thing of being sustainable is not getting new things. Um, if I want to go shopping, I'll just literally go shopping in my existing clothes. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't realize I had this. Um, either that or just going through my friend's stuff that they don't want anymore and taking that. Um, I think people undervalue uh, how much energy and resources it takes to just create, like, a new cell phone or a new yeah. Um, yeah. sweater. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, for me, I just try to always question um, whether or not I could be doing whatever I'm doing in another way or in a better way. And, you know, if that, I'm, I realize that that always leads down a more sustainable path. So, um, yeah. I guess, you know, whatever, if I need another pair of jeans, uh, do I go get a new pair of jeans or do I go to Kiwanis Club or the, or Salvation Army or, um, you know, Value the, World. Uh, val yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you, you know, needs and wants I feel are different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that kind of mindfulness is really yeah. important, I think. It's a little self-reflexivity. <laughs> and Dashaun is really serious about these things. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, okay, I'm really trying to figure this out. If I should, you know, do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> because he's literally calculating yeah. how it's going to affect the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. You must be like an engineer or something. Yeah. He is yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're going to take a little break and uh, stop giggling. And uh, we would like you to listen to our blast from the past for this week. This is Free Your Mind by En Vogue. Oh, I love this song. I know, right? Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote a song about it? Like a hit? Here it go. Free Your Mind.
and yeah. we're back. Here we are. We hope you enjoyed that uh, little um, blast from the past. Blast. Yes. <laughs> oh. I lost my words there for a minute. And this is It's Hot in Here, and this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We're rocking you this, this lovely day. We are rocking you, and you know who else is rocking you and rocking the U of M's campus is the Student Sustainability Initiative. <laughs> Whoa. 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 So <laughs> There's a lot of rocking happening here. Apparently, we didn't stop giggling. That's what no. that song was for. It didn't work. It never stops. No, no. So we want to know what uh, students can do to get involved. What, what can we do? I want to help. You want to help? I do. Um, I would say... I mean, there's tons and tons of groups to get involved with. So first think about, you know, what what area you like to focus in in terms of sustainability, what kind of gets you going, you know, and I'm sure there's a group for that. Um, but also the SSI has roundtables um, frequently in the Dana building um, uh, where all of these groups do come together. Um, so that's another way for students to get involved and just kind of meet some of the heads of these organizations to see what they're about. Um, I'll also suggest going to our website because we have a list of all of um, the sustainability groups on University of Michigan's campus so you can kind of get a feel for what's going on. Holy cow. I just did that. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> How many are there? There are so many. I'm still scrolling. Wow. It's, uh, there are groups like Blue Lab and Climate Savers Computing Initiative Project. Mm -hmm. That sounds really cool. Yeah, green computing practices. Neat. So got where are these community? Yeah, where are the uh, SSI meetings? In case we want to go. I mean, in case when can, we do want to go, that we go. Do you have to be in a go? group to attend a meeting, Not or can all. just anyone go? Not at all. Anybody no. can come. Anybody can go. That's kind of the beauty. I mean, you can just show up and not have any idea what sustainability even is, and then learn about it from other individuals, get inspired, and then put your heads together and come up with a really good idea, and then follow it through with a plan, and then we can help you, you know, carry it through to fruition. Um, our next roundtable is on Wednesday, yes. this Wednesday. Woot. Um, from 6 to 8 in Dana, and we're going to kind of do some workshops and brainstorming on how to really get people's ideas from the idea level off the ground into something more feasible that they can work on. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of funding. You want to talk about funding? Oh, yeah, we have funding. It is so money. rare for an environmental group to <laughs> say those words. We have a lot words. of funding. We have a lot, wow. a lot, a lot of funding. Yeah, and, and that is amazing. I don't understand why people aren't applying as much as, I mean, if I saw funding, I'd start applying. Um, but, you know, these are available for any sustainability-related um, events. I mean, they don't have to be necessarily environmentally <clears throat> um, based. We help fund a social justice conference last year. Mm -hmm. And as long as it pertains to sustainability, we, we, we want to help people um, make those things happen. And the whole goal is to collaborate. So the more mm -hmm. you collaborate, the more money you can get. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you guys yeah. are like the sustainability fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> you organize things. You bless us with money. Or godfathers. Godfathers. Let's be God, God people. And there's God free people. food at the round tables. Yeah. People, people. Amazing. Whatever. From Trader Joe's, yeah. But I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah, that sounds uh, great. Um, yeah, when but there's, there's, sorry, go ahead. I was go just going to say, when again is your next roundtable? Wednesday, this Wednesday from mm -hmm. 6 to 8 in the Dana Commons. And it's going to be again in another two weeks on Wednesday from okay. 6 to 8. Dana. Fantastic. October 14th. Yeah, aim big. Uh, I think that's how, st well, if students want to get involved, um, you know, you don't have to come to the SSI. You can meet other exactly. people and do what you want to do. But I think um, you should be thinking big. Yeah. Uh, you know, d events... And awareness is great, and um, along with that, university-level action is also important. And so um, I think we could, um, you know, SSI will definitely provide support for whatever you're interested in, but um, goal is to, to dream big here. Yeah. Great. I like you guys that. are really inspiring. You guys really <laughs> if you dream big and you get a little less than big, it's yeah. still awesome. But if you dream small, it's difficult to get even a little more than small. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take it to a tune. This is um, Never Turn Your Back on Mother Earth. Oh, how fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Never turn your back on Mother Earth. 
All right, we're back. Usually I prefer my song lyrics to be a little bit more uh, subtle and metaphorical than that, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to come out and say it. Never yeah. turn your back on Mother Earth. That was uh, Nico Case. And I Why believe mince words? That, yeah, exactly. Say what you mean, really. Um, and here to, to tell us exactly what he means, I think we have Brian Lipinski on the line. Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Hi, Brian. Hi, hey. Brian. Hi, everybody. What's going on out there in D.C.? What's out and in? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to, you guys have been talking about a lot of local stuff that's really exciting. I'm going to give you some examples of uh, some people that I think are dreaming big and doing some great stuff on the national level. Awesome. I like but big dreamers. First, I'm going to start with some people who are kind of awful on the national level, and they're <laughs> the out for this week, and that is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Oh, man. Oh. Always, though. Yeah. They're so, all, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's been a, quite a drama going on with the, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. About a month ago, they issued a statement saying that they wanted to have a Scopes monkey trial on climate change, which, if you're not familiar, that was the the trial that sort of was putting evolution on trial. Are you and kidding they me? wanted to put climate change on trial, and they said if that the EPA doesn't do this, they're going to sue. Aren't we done with that? Like, haven't we decided yeah. that climate change is real? That's pretty much what the EPA said in response. Why doesn't the head yeah, of the national—I'm sorry. Why doesn't the— this point. <laughs> I'm so, this is angering me. Why doesn't the head of the Chamber of Commerce just go talk to Jane Lubchenco at NOAA and all of the fabulous scientists there? That's the yeah. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which sits underneath the Chamber of Commerce, and find out what's going on. Yeah. Just saying. So the Chamber of Commerce has been actively opposed to the climate legislation that's been going through. They say it's going to— I don't know, it's going to destroy the world or something. And I think been... Eleanor Ostrom might have something difficult <laughs> to say about that. And this is kind of scary because, you know, they're the organization that is supposed to speak on behalf of business in the U.S. I'm so sorry, I was of thinking of the Department of Commerce. I am such a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not a jerk. Gina. I totally you messed up. I was just that's why you shouldn't speak in out of anger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lesson learned. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> well, all right. Since you're going to be quiet, I'm going to tell you something more exciting about people who are in this week. Awesome. So, in response to the Chamber of Commerce um, coming out so actively against climate legislation, there have been several big companies that have disassociate themselves from the Chamber of Commerce in one way or another. First, it started with three big electrical utilities, electrical utilities, like people who will be very much affected by climate legislation. And they were Pacific Gas and Electric, P&M Resources, and Exelon all resigned from the Chamber of Commerce over this. Wow. Nice. Then Nike resigned from the Board of Directors, not the Chamber of Commerce altogether, but they quit the Board of Directors explicitly stating that it was the stance on climate change. And wow. most recently, Apple, Apple Computers, mm -hmm. quit the Chamber of Commerce altogether because of their stance on climate change. So who is so, it on the Chamber of Commerce who is thinking this strange way about climate change? Apparently well, there's almost three pretty shady. So the board of directors, directors didn't even have to approve of their stance. It went through, they say they have an energy and environment committee that came up with these recommendations, and it didn't get to be approved, and then this was their public stance. <laughs> so I, it's great that there are these people who are going against this behemoth organization. And I think we tend to view business as the bad guy in the environmental community sometimes, which is justified a great deal of the time. <laughs> but, you know, there are those groups that are they do have a genuine commitment to environmental sustainability and taking action. For example, there's the U.S. Climate Action Partnership, known as U.S. CAP. It's a collection of enviro groups and a lot of big businesses that are calling for a cap-and-trade system. And when they came out with their proposal, they called for str much stricter emission targets than any of the legislation that was out at the time. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, there are people out there in the business community that are taking this seriously and see it as a serious issue. So, yeah. and they probably see it as, as a, you know, a source of their future viability as businesses as yeah, well. Yeah, climate change is a major issue of risk and uncertainty, and they need to know what the, the situation is going to be. 
So okay. it's it's good business sense as well. Absolutely. So I've so, got a, a lot of ins. I feel like Oprah kind of like you get it in and you get it in. You know, PG&E, <laughs> P&M, Exeldon, Nike, Apple, and everybody in U.S. Cap, they're all in. In the book club. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's so good to hear all of these uh, businesses that I really like. I, I, I Nike makes good shoes and Apple makes good computers. So they've, I'm, yeah. they've gone away from that whole sweatshop thing yeah. as far as we know. Or Sorry. at least it's no, out of our consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to know they're in. All right. Yeah, so there's your national counterpoint to all the awesome local stuff you guys have been talking about. Thank you. I feel so much more balanced now. Yes, thanks for putting it in perspective. (laughs) It was great to talk to you, Brian. You guys, too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. All right. uh, Do we have time for one more brief, very, very brief song? Very brief. He says yes. (laughs) Let's do it. Or, or we'll just... Uh, I mean, we could sing. Dos gardenias para ti Con ella quiero decir Te quiero Te adoro Mi vida Ponle todas tu atención que serán tu corazón y el mío dos gardenias para ti que tendrán todo el calor de un beso de esos besos que te di y que jamás te encontrarán All right. Well, what a fun show it has been. This has been It's Hot in Here. If you want to check out our archives or other shows or whatever, please go to WCBN.org.